I'm talking with Josh Keaton, and he has done a ton of movies and cartoons and video games. So you are currently doing the voice of Peter Parker in Spider-Man on a spectacular Spider-Man. Well, voiceover I actually kind of found by accident because uh, I'm an on-camera actor as well. And a lot of my earlier projects, uh, voiceover-wise, I was sent out on by my on-camera agent. Um, some of those were like Peter Pan and the Pirates on Fox with uh, Tim Curry, the Back to the Future animated series. Uh, and then when I was a little bit older, Disney's Hercules movie, and I played the voice of young Hercules in that. And it wasn't until after that that I got approached by a dedicated voiceover agent and things kind of took off from there with, the, you know, with the, an agent that specialized and focused more on that. And uh, voiceover itself is actually a pretty, it's kind of a difficult career to break into because there's, there's uh, it's a relatively small pool of talent that, that ends up doing a lot of the work. Um, so to actually get your foot in that door is, uh, is kind of tough. But, uh, yeah, and, and it seems like more, like more and more and more actors are trying to cross over Versus just yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely a, a lot of a big influx of celebrity voice talent. I think I, a lot of it's because animation's just gotten so much better, video games have gotten so much better, and they're they're trying to tie them into movies that that the celebrities are really starting to see that as as a, a viable entertainment venue. It, it seems like everyone wants to play the, the superhero nowadays. You know, they're all ch- trying to get their piece of. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody at uh, at some point in their life has wanted to be a superhero. So you, you've also done a lot of video games. Um, is your approach when you record for video games voiceover, is that different than the animated features? It depends. Uh, usually with the animated features, uh, they tend to be a lot bigger budget, so they tend to have a lot more lead time. Um, they do a lot more preparation. They, they give you a lot more of the script and a lot more time to go over it. So, And, and the other thing is that the, usually with animated films, they'll, they'll have you read opposite the actor that you're, having the, that you're doing the scenes with. Uh, which is always a huge help. And you're seeing more of that in, uh, in TV, like uh, TV animation. And, uh, you're not seeing a whole lot of that yet in video games, but I think it's just because video games are really starting to come into their own as a storytelling device as opposed to just a game. So uh, I think they're starting to realize that ha- how important it is to have uh, the actors uh, read opposite each other and give them as much information as possible. Because the main difference has been that. The main difference is that a lot of times with video games, they're just trying to get you in and out. So you're usually just given the script right then and there when you get there. You get kind of what's called a dialogue-only script where they don't have stage directions. They don't have any of the other characters' dialogue. So you really don't have a good idea of the context that you're reading in. So at that point, you're pretty much up to the mercy of the voice director. And if, if, they, if they have a good handle on it and can tell you what's going on, tell you your relationship with that, the other character you're reading opposite, and they can give you a sense of what the uh, pacing and what the feel of that overall scene is, then you can give a performance that's going to be consistent with the other person's and it's going to all kind of melt together. But, I mean, without, without knowing exactly what the context of what you're doing is, you're really kind of at the mercy of whoever's doing the voice direction. Has anyone ever recognized you by your voice, or is it mainly from your physical roles? Like, does anyone, like, you were Ocelot I, in Metal Gear Solid 3? You, know, you, you know what's funny is that Metal Gear Solid has a massive and dedicated fan base, because yeah. I think that, aside from Spider-Man, I think the the, uh, the thing I've gotten more fan mail from than anything on camera or otherwise would be uh, MGS3 and playing Ocelot in that. Um, I've never actually been recognized by my voice alone. I'd, I'd say the closest that, that it came to uh, was when I was being a geek and, and I went to this Toys R Us because I wanted to get the, the 12-inch talking Spider-Man doll with my voice on it. Um, so I went over to Toys R Us and the guy that was working there, I, I just 
something. Uh, you're, you're a comic fan. You know how you, yeah. you you know when you're talking to somebody that's a comic really? fan as well. They don't have to say anything. There's just a kind of vibe that you get. I think the guy knew just after talking with me for a while that that it was me. He didn't really say anything, and I never really pushed it or anything. We just had a nice little conversation about <laughs> about Spider-Man and about the show. But uh, you know, nothing was said. But I, I think he knew. Yeah, he's probably like, "Is that?" <laughs> so, so you you actually you did um Harry Osborn and, and the Goblin in the Spi- a couple of Spider-Man video games. Now you're doing Spider-Man. So how's that feel moving to the other side? Well, the, the funny thing is, is that I was originally cast as Spider-Man in those, in, in at least the first video game. And once I had finished all the audio, completed recording everything, they ended up getting clearance to use, I guess, the movie, the movie sounds with Toby. So they ended up using that in the game, but they didn't want to waste any of the audio that they had recorded with me. So they put in a, like a hidden mode of play. Uh, where you could play as Harry Osborn in the Goblin suit, but it's essentially the same game. You're, you're playing through the same everything, yeah. but uh, with my voice going through it instead in a different uh, outfit. But then when they came out with Spider-Man 2, uh, they brought me back as Harry since they had already, I guess, cleared the audio for Toby. And then I think I, yeah, I played Harry in Friend or Foe as well. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing was in that one that... The guy that plays Spider-Man in Thunder Foe plays Harry in our show. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of like this big all-over-the-place, uh, you know, mishmash. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, every production company is different. No, nobody really has anything to do with one another. And Spectacular Spider-Man didn't really come along until years later. Now I, I would think that, I don't know if there was going to be, obviously if there was going to be a Spectacular Spider-Man video game, I'd be spidey in that. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything's a different production company, so everybody's going to have their own casting and, and all that. But, I mean, needless to say, I'm still stoked that, that I got to play Spider-Man in, in this show, which has turned out pretty awesome. Yeah. So season two is finally going to air in the United States on Monday, June 22nd on Disney's XD yeah. channel. Um, it, is it weird to you that other countries have seen it already and you know we're still waiting here? To- yeah, it, I mean, I, I can't say that I haven't been frustrated with that because, I mean just because it's only released in another country doesn't mean that we don't have the same uh, interwebs yeah. and all these yeah. ways for everybody to see it anyway. Yeah, I've been so, uh, totally avoiding all that. It's like I, I want to see it on my big screen with my daughter because I have a five-year-old daughter and she's totally into the show and she's like, can we watch new Spider-Man? I'm like, we're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It'll be worth the wait because I, I you know, I can't lie. I've, I've been, I've been watching them in, in the, the less than the official means myself. And, uh, some of the, some of the later episodes, uh, were recorded from, uh, Australia, I think, and they broadcast in PAL instead of NTSC, so the frame rate's different. So when you watch it back here, it feels about, well, it, it's about 10% faster than it should be. Uh, so, uh, everybody kind of has higher pitched voices and the, the pacing is off because all the action feels way too fast and all that. So it's definitely worth the wait to, to see it the way it's meant to be. Plus, uh, I think on Disney they're going to be airing it in, uh, 16 by 9 instead of uh, instead of 4 by 3. All right. Yeah, that'll be good. I definitely have to say it's, it's frustrating because, uh, yeah. I mean, I want everybody to see it. And diehard fans have already seen it, which, I mean, I'm happy about, but uh, I, I would have definitely liked to have some of that momentum continue. But, I, I mean, I think that the, the, that the second season is going to speak for itself and everybody's going to be really happy with what, uh, with what goes on. Do you have a, a favorite episode um, overall, like any particular villain you had to go up against or... Honestly, I'd have to say one of my favorite episodes is uh, is Intervention in the first season, and that's the, the black and white one, the one that's, oh, yeah. that's kind of the mental battle between Peter Parker and the symbiote. And um, 
I like that because it looks at the symbiote as a villain in itself, and it really, through that, you get to see a lot of the motivation behind what Peter does, and it's kind of an origin without really being an origin, uh-huh. where it, it, it's more of an exploration of him without kind of doing the same rehash of the, of the, the origin story that everybody's seen. You know? Yeah. So who would, who would you say is the coolest villain? Dude, I really, really love what our show's done with Tombstone because uh, you know I, I remember Tombstone from the comics and he's, yeah, he, I mean, he's he just like D-list at best, and I mean he's pretty much been turned into an A-list villain on our show. I mean he's yeah. he's awesome. I'm I'm actually kind of glad that uh, because of licensing we weren't able to use Kingpin because yeah. I mean, we, we yeah. got a really really badass Tombstone. I have to say he's he's definitely one of my favorites, uh, and then. Uh, Right along with him, it, it's hard to choose because we have such great actors that are portraying these villains. So I mean, you got Steve Steve uh, Bloom's Green Goblin, which oh, is, yeah. I think my favorite Green Goblin ever. And same thing with uh, Peter McNichol, Doc Ock. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And there's there's going to be some other really really cool uh, episodes in the second season where you really see some of these villains come back and really develop even further. And it's uh, it, it's going to be exciting. Now, are, are you? Do you guys record together in the same room to play off each other, or, or is that like? Uh, they they tr- they try to do that as often as possible. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of times where I'm pretty much in the booth by myself. <laughs> However, a lot of Spider-Man's day is spent kind of inner monologuing and and kind of figuring things out. So in that sense, it works because I'm I'm kind of talking to myself anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if there's going to be a real like a real Sandman heavy episode, or if or if there's a lot of stuff with. Uh, with the high school and, and all that interaction, then you know they'll they'll get me and me and Lacey in, and sometimes uh, you know everybody from the high school will kind of read together. It's mainly a scheduling thing, and but they're really good about trying to get us in uh, together as much as possible because there there really is a good dynamic and a good chemistry that's there when when we're there. So are, are you into comics at all? I mean, you've done. Oh yeah, dude, totally, totally. I uh, I grew up reading comics and Spider-Man. Uh, well. Uh, not so coincidentally, <laughs> my favorite, uh, actually my favorite, uh, comic book hero. Um, there were a lot of other ones that I liked. I liked, uh, I liked Wolverine. I liked, yeah. uh, I liked Watchmen. I actually read Watchmen in college. It was required mm-hmm. reading, and I'd never even heard of it before. And and it was like such a such a great great book. And then I was while I was reading, I'm thinking, man, I would love to play Rorschach in a movie. <laughs> that, and then my friends like, hey, they're already making one. I was like, oh man, but you know what? Earl Haley, like, oh yeah, he, he's untouchable in that part. He yeah. he was that movie for me. Yeah, I mean, kudos to him on that. But yeah, yeah that I, I liked Green Lantern. I liked uh, I liked Superman. Really liked Batman. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a comic book fan. What's uh, the current status on season three? Has has that started moving yet? Uh, season three, I guess we're still waiting for news on. Uh, we're going to be going to Comic Con to promote. Uh, I'm assuming season two and the yeah. uh, the release of the season one uh, season one DVD set, which is also going to be that's going to be coming out in July. So is it is it a, is it going to be a complete a complete set? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a complete season one set. There's going to yeah. be some uh, some uh, extras, like some little featurettes, and uh, and yeah, so it's going to it's going to be everything. But yeah, in, in terms of season three, we're still we're still waiting to hear on pick. I think that they're probably just going to uh, we're probably not going to know anything until season two starts airing. Yeah, uh, realistically. But uh, I mean, the ratings have been great, um, even even with the rerun. And uh, and everybody's loved the show so far, so you know I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll let us keep going with it. Because I mean, ideally, the dream would be to do uh, five seasons, and that would take Peter completely through high school, and the fifth, the, the end of the fifth season would end with him graduating. 
and then after that, the uh, the aim would be to do some direct-to-DVD spectacular Spider-Man movies that would deal with some of the more uh, mature themes yeah. of Spider-Man stories. Uh, speaking of mature, so you know Peter seems to have a lot of bad luck, yet he always manages to attract the girls. Um, who do you think is is the best girl for for Peter? I, I'm I, man, I love Gwen. I think that I, I think that Gwen is is the one that uh, he should be he should be running after. It's like sometimes I just want to smack Peter. I'm like, come on, man, it's, 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 Gwen's right there. It's, my my daughter, you know, she was really about Mary Jane, but then slowly towards the end of the first season, I think she started leaning towards Gwen. And then there was the, the kiss that you know we left off with, so. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, because everybody everybody knows Mary Jane because of the movies and all that. But uh, I mean, I, I love that our show is is really putting Gwen in that forefront role. Where because I mean that's that's really how it was, yeah. and and it it kind of actually makes the Mary Jane storyline more important if you have that background in with Gwen Stacy. And, and I mean, it's such an important uh, role and and leads to such pivotal events in Peter's life. So. I mean, granted, there's there's some things that we're uh, most likely not going to be able to tackle on on yeah. TV, but that I mean, if if it goes long enough, would be something that we'd probably look at for the, uh, the DVDs. I don't want to take up too much of your time, and you know, I I appreciate you you taking the time to, to talk with me, and and I'm, I'm totally looking forward to next next Monday. Um, I have them uh, set on my DVR already, so. Awesome. Yeah, me too. I I I'm dude. I'm the same as everybody else. I've as much as I've seen these on uh, on YouTube and BitTorrent and yada yada whatever, uh, <laughs> I'm still going to be up Saturday morning. Uh, or actually, no, it's not Saturday morning. Monday. It's Saturday morning. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be there on Monday. I'm still going to get my bowl of cereal. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I'm sad that Saturday morning cartoons are kind of slowly slowly going away. Yeah, I mean, it it is unfortunate that you know Saturday it, there is virtually no no Saturday morning. Like my daughter and I, we. You know, watch everything pretty much on, on the DVR. Just you know, record it and save it for for Saturday yeah. or you know DVDs and anything like that. It's yeah. I mean, I, I know that uh, I know that digital downloads and, and uh, streaming and all that is pretty much the future of how it's going to be. It's all on demand TV, but uh, you know, this I, I guess I can be nostalgic in a way. But I really, I really miss those days. I really miss getting up on a Saturday and having your whole layout of cartoons and just kind of. Uh, enjoying, enjoying the morning, but uh, hey, you know, we'll uh, we'll still make it. Yeah. Are, are you working on anything else? Any other shows, games, movies? There, there's some games that I'm working on right now, but at the current time, I can't really talk about them because uh, there's one that I had where I I I said I was working on it, and uh, within like two days, it was all over the internet because I guess th- this game also had a following, and they uh, they were speculating like what was going to happen and what I was going to be reprising and this and that. And, so, uh, so yeah, I can't uh, can't really discuss okay. that. But uh, I'm also working on music as well, and just uh, yeah, yeah. both uh, myself as a, as an artist and uh, and writing and producing for other artists as well. So, and that's something that that can be checked out on MySpace. It's uh, MySpace.com/slash/JoshKeatonMusic, um, and everything's also going to be linked through my site, which is just JoshKeaton.com. Okay. Well, so you said you're going to be at Comic Con this year. Yeah, I'll be at Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, I think our panel's on Sunday, so uh, yeah, if you're around, yeah, okay, I caught your panel last year, so yeah, definitely make sure I, I schedule that in and and we'll get in touch. Sweet. Okay, thank you for your time, and again, that's Monday, June 22nd on Disney's XD channel. So Disney XD, yes. And so I will be there. Thank you for your time. Awesome. Thank you. Good talking to you.